Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. This is episode 272 of Optimal Living Advice, and I'm Greg Audino, your host. Thanks a lot for coming today, where we will continue to do what we do best, answering listener-submitted questions about all different types of struggles that they're looking for a helping hand with. So happy to have you here once again, and I really like the question that we've got lined up. You're going to find that today's asker is preparing for a big change in her life, as she'll be moving back in with her mother temporarily yet worries about what this means for how she lives her own life, the time she spends, and the boundaries that she sets. Let's hear it from her, though. We're going to check out her question in full and do our best to help out as we optimize your life. So I am 57, empty nester, retired almost a year, sold my house of 20 years, and moving back in with my 84-year-old mother temporarily until I figure out the next steps. I've been single over 20 years, so I'm not used to living with someone besides my own daughter. We lost my dad four years ago, so my mom has been alone since. How do I handle the transition to living with her as an adult? She worries, and I will be in and out, trying to make new friends and exploring, etc. I have been clear that I'm not coming to take care of her, as she can still do that well on her own. And I feel like I will have to constantly have the boundaries conversations over and over. I am very independent and not used to having to be accountable to someone. When she gets on my case, I can be quite snippy with her, and I would really rather avoid that. All right, good question asker. I was actually, I was also staying with my mom during a bit of a transition phase a couple of years back, and as a matter of fact, quite a few episodes of OLA were recorded from her very basement. (laughs) Um, So... Let's let's talk about independence for a minute. Let's start there. Now, it's pretty clear that you take pride in your independence, and I'm really glad that you made a point of addressing it. So independence is such a coveted personality trait. You know, it's something we all want, something we all admire in others, and one of those things that we seem to have a universally good impression of, and therefore, something we cling to when we feel we've attained it for ourselves. All the more reason to question it and look a layer beneath, right? Now, first of all, uh, there's healthy independence and there's unhealthy independence. So healthy independence is when we are able to care for ourselves, provide for ourselves, generally be trusting in ourselves to overcome struggles on our own, and not relying too heavily on anyone or anything. Unhealthy independence, on the other hand, is very much the same, really similar, except for that last part. Rather than not relying too heavily on anyone or anything, when we have unhealthy independence, 
We don't rely on anyone or anything at all to the point that we don't let others in. We don't know how to compromise and we don't know how to ask for help. And under this condition, we do in fact rely too heavily on one thing, the very idea of independence, if you will. Now, you might not be used to having to be held accountable to someone, as you said, but in order to be healthily independent, this is a skill that you're going to want to hone. Being held accountable to someone is not the same as the loss of independence. It's just relational agility. And someone who is healthily independent is capable of both and knows when to use them. Accountability to the right degree is a really big part of maintaining healthy relationships with anyone. So I guess my question is, what might that look like for you and your mom? How might you retain your own independence while also being an active participant in the relationship so as to make this transition better for the both of you? I'd be curious to hear what she needs out of this transition. You seem to have great awareness of what you need. Now what about her? Asking what she would like from you and how this can be made easier for her is not you giving up your power or your independence. Instead, it's the two of you teaming up. You don't have to do everything she asks. You can meet in the middle. But in inquiring about what she would like, you're being conscientious and showing the both of you that you're making the effort. Not to mention that hearing her thoughts up front like this gives you an understanding of where she's coming from from the get-go, theoretically limiting those boundary conversations that you're concerned about having too often. And I'm sure you'll find that by adhering to your mom's wants and needs on your own terms, that there's a lot of meaning to this move. And I'm really sorry if uh, what I'm about to say is difficult for you to hear, especially in the wake of your father's passing. But, you know, between your mom's age and your preparations for whatever the next step may be, this is likely the last concentrated time that you'll get to spend with her, even if you do visit her a lot after moving out. And maybe that's painful. Perhaps painful enough that keeping a degree of emotional distance feels like a safe choice. But what you have in front of you, what I had in front of me when I lived with my mom, is the, this unique opportunity to step back into childhood and be living under your parents' roof again. And this time, you're able to go about these day-to-day meanderings as fellow adults. Of course, it's important for you to live your life and figure out your next step. But improving your relationship with your mother, regardless of how strong the relationship already is, can be a part of that and fuel it as opposed to being a hindrance. Maybe part of the joy tied to this upcoming chapter of your life will, in hindsight, be about how you strengthened your bond with your mother and really brought joy to her in a later widowed phase of her life. That would be quite a gift to give, and it doesn't have to come at the expense of living your own life. Asker, once again, great question, and I do hope that the answer helps you to see this move, this chapter, in a new light. I really enjoyed answering it, and I wish you the very best of luck, of course. As for everyone else, you know what to do. If you have a question you would like answered here on OLA, be sure to email it on in to advice at oldpodcast.com, advice at oldpodcast.com. Nothing is off limits. We would be happy to help, even if it's just something you'd like some brief assistance with through email as opposed to doing the whole shebang. So don't be shy. We have reached the end, so have a great rest of your day, everyone. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you again for the next one, where your optimal life awaits.